everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I am your host Leela Winston. I pray that you are well and God is blessing in your life. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can practically apply it to our lives and also so that we can discover the purpose for our lives. And so I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you're well. I have some great news for you guys. I am actually going to start doing some retreats um, and you can actually come to these retreats and we can have a time to study the Word of God, to enjoy the beauty of nature and things like that. And so I'm going to be giving you more details about that um, and I'll put those details um, in the description when they are available but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up and I think this is really going to be fun it's really going to be refreshing especially if you're a believer and we give you an opportunity to get away retreats give you an opportunity to get away from it all get closer to God and really commune with your spirit so we're going to get into that and I'm really excited about it but let's go ahead and dive into today's Bible study as you guys know we have been on a um, series called talents where we have been looking at the gifts of the spirit and so today i want us to look at the gift of wisdom also known as the word of wisdom and i think this is really a very interesting um spiritual gift and i hope that you will take the time to carefully you know look at this and um, listen to it and take down some notes because you might find that you have this very special gift and so our anchor text today is going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 and 10. You know it well. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 to 10. And so in this Bible study, we will look at the word of wisdom, okay? In the Greek, this phrase here is logosophias, and we see the word logos is the term used when we uh, looked at the word of knowledge. If you can remember, we did a Bible study about the word of knowledge. If you haven't had a chance to um, listen to that Bible study a podcast, I hope you will. But we see that they're using the same word here. Logos is the term used, which implies that the word is not rhema word, which means this is a word that comes from an established truth. And the Greek word Sophia is where we get the name Sophia, and the idea of sophisticated means wisdom or skill. It also means intelligence or insight. And so wisdom is then the true skill in using knowledge and good judgment. That's really what it is. And that is how we are going to kind of delve into it and having an insight into how things kind of uh, work so that one is able to manage them to uh, get a desired outcome is kind of what wisdom does. And this is a part of the gift of the spirit known as the word of something, you know, like the word of knowledge, right? And I want to point out that in old times, and you know, I don't know if you read old time literature, or old English literature as I have, but 
in the old times, people would uh, ask, is there a word? Is there a word? That was a term. And what they meant was, is there a message? A message. And this means a word of wisdom or even a word of knowledge is kind of like a message. It's like a word. It's kind of like a message of knowledge or a message of wisdom. And so I want you to think of it that way as well. That will help give it just a little bit more context. Um, and so there is uh, something important that I want to note here because the word used for word with knowledge is logos and not rhema. So that means this is not some sort of dynamic or special message from God like a prophecy, right? Okay, this is not that, okay? Rather, it's more like a word of information or intel, okay? Now, if we, we are to actually understand this gift just even a bit better than what we have looked at, I want us to look at the general definition of the word wisdom, okay? So the word wisdom means the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships, insight, good sense, or judgment, knowledge of what is right is true, right, coupled with judgment. I want you to notice how it keeps talking about wisdom the real difference with wisdom and knowledge is that there's this element of it being coupled with judgment as well as a level of insight, okay? So this is why I've said before, you can truly be wise or even apply scripture in your life. And if you do that, the only way you can do that is with judgment, okay? And when you must step over a puddle, you have to judge the length of your stride to avoid it. So it's not like we, we are not doing this every day. And when you cross a street, you need to judge the window of opportunity. You have to cross it safely. And so when you are, you know, um, sort of going to a doctor, you have to judge their qualifications, right? And a host of other things, you know, like let's say you're looking for a doctor. And this is why choosing an apple at the grocery store or the market is easier than choosing a doctor or even a house to buy. There are just more considerations that require judgment. And to be wise, you must exercise good judgment coupled with knowledge to achieve certain outcomes. And that's really the point, is that wisdom is the ability to exercise good judgment coupled with knowledge to achieve certain outcomes. So wisdom is different from knowledge in that wisdom puts together the application of knowledge in, pra in practice into a strategy on how to elicit a response or get a certain outcome, right? It is orchestrated by what one knows about how things work. This is really very critical. This means God is actually giving men a special window into the God kind of wisdom and how that works. And this is huge because the Bible teaches us that there is no wisdom or knowledge against the Almighty in Proverbs chapter 21 and 30, which means God has the superior wisdom and knowledge. And that actually makes sense because God actually said that. It, I'm sorry, that it's actually written in Proverbs. Let's look. There is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the Lord. That's Proverbs chapter 21 and 30. I absolutely love that scripture. It's one of my favorites. And we saw from Adam and Eve that God does have superior knowledge. 
he really does because even though they got the knowledge of good and evil they did not run to go eat from the tree of life <laughs> but we also learn that god has superior wisdom and so thankfully there is a lot of information about god's wisdom in the bible i think that's super so it means we all can attain a certain level of wisdom if we apply ourselves in fact god tells us that his wisdom is crying in the street and that with his wisdom he actually made the worlds so it's pretty sound right this helps us understand the magnitude of this gift wisdom godly wisdom cannot be strategized around or outwitted you cannot outwit it or outthink it that is why god tells us that getting wisdom is so important it is why god dedicated whole books of the bible to wisdom and this is also why he says wisdom is the principal thing in proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 let's look at what it says Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. It's the most important thing you will get. And having this gift is actually priceless. The Bible tells us many things about those who are wise, and it's important to remember that wisdom is practiced. It's something that you have to employ in order for it to work. It's kind of like a craft. You get better at good judgment the more that you do it. So in a way, wisdom is like a craft. Some people are very good at it and some people are very bad at it. And the Bible says that there are two sides of this spectrum and those spectrum and the spectrum goes from the wise man to the fool. And you can get better. That's the thing. You don't have to be the fool. No one has to be. And for those who have this gift, you can increase in learning if you do not quench the spirit. See what it is showing you how to do and the outcomes that are achieved by it. And so we must note that from the wise man, the spectrum of the wise man to the fool, there are actually many gradients in between. You may not be wise, but you're surely not a fool. This matters as we continue to grow in this craft. The art of wisdom is important because we as believers are encouraged to be wise as serpents but harmless as a dove. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 16 and these are words straight from Jesus Christ's mouth. He wants us to be wise as a serpent. That means you have to develop godly tactics and methods to accomplish the ends God has for you. And so we're even encouraged to ask God for wisdom. I think it's wonderful because in the Bible God kind of gives you all the answers. <laughs> He really wants you to win. Look at what it says in John chapter, I'm sorry, James chapter 1 verse 5. It says, "If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not, and it shall be given him." That's super powerful. It says God gives it liberally. But many men do not grasp it because the thing about it is the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God, according to Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. Let's look at what it says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. So he wants us to learn this masterful craft. So it is to our benefit to learn wisdom. 
there is an absolute need, particularly if you have a people-facing ministry or calling that requires you to change the world in some way. And only time with God will show you that. Let's look at what Colossians chapter 4 verse 5 says. It says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. That means God even wants us to walk in wisdom toward those who are not believers. Wisdom is more than applied knowledge. It is the use of knowledge. It is timing. It is strategy. It is the confluence or the coming together of knowledge, understanding, timing, and circumstance with judgment to achieve a desired end. The Bible teaches that God uses wisdom and this is why we cannot fully understand what he is doing, nor can we attain to it because wisdom, or God's wisdom, requires the coming together of complete knowledge, complete understanding, exact timing, and specific circumstances to achieve an end, and of course, righteous judgment. And we learn in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that we merely know in part. We see darkly. So it's really hard to have the exact kind of wisdom of God unless it is supernaturally given. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 12. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 12. So our knowledge is incomplete. And that's important to keep in mind about God's wisdom because his is complete, right? We learned that God's wisdom to truly um, understand this gift is something that he provides. He is giving. And so we have to understand the nature of God's wisdom, right? God's wisdom is sometimes foolishness to men. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 25, let's look at what it says. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So God's wisdom is often hidden like a tree in the seed. So his wisdom does not always appear to make sense to people because he has complete knowledge, he has complete understanding, and he has complete and righteous judgment and timing. He's using wisdom of the kingdom of God. And so we know that God's economy is not like our own under a fallen earth. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. Let no man deceive himself if any man among you seems to be wise in this world. Let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. That's really profound. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 19 shows us that God confounds the wise men of the day with his wisdom. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 26 to 27. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 27, it says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish, foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. So it's important to note that God's wisdom is not like human wisdom. 
or carnal wisdom for his thoughts are actually really very far above our thoughts. That's what the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's Isaiah chapter 55, 8 and 9. So what does this mean for the person with this gift? It means that you're employing a kind of tactical wisdom that the world will not entirely apprehend. It is a kind of wisdom or strategy that's couched in the ultimate purpose and will of God. It is a wisdom that has maximum impact but scant initial human logic. People who have this gift may seem to do things that don't really make sense, but only much later on people will get what was actually being done. People with this gift of wisdom are master tacticians. They do not respond like other people do because often they're employing a different kind of approach to a situation or an issue based on God's wisdom. People practiced in wisdom are seldom hotheads or reactive. They calculate. They may do or say or behave in ways that are not initially understood or that are altogether misunderstood. And this is because they are employing a tactic, a skill, and a strategy that is difficult to understand with human logic, craft, or human wisdom. People with this gift may be initially misunderstood, thought to be unaware, even stupid, passive, uninterested, or even poor at response. But this is because the wisdom that they are using to address a situation or achieve a desired end is hidden in the wisdom of God. Many times, you may not see exactly what they are achieving until it's already finished and it's already done. You see, God offers the believer with his gift the ability to calculate outcomes and tactics and strategies on a level far beyond their peers. These people are playing the long game. It's chess, not checkers here. You think they are going south when really they're actually going north. People employing God's wisdom can do great things with very small leverage. They are highly effective in areas where they direct their godly sage. God gives them the ability to calculate using his wisdom to gain a desired outcome. And such people are often highly intuitive about others and how to achieve those ends. It seems like intuition, but it's actually wisdom. They are careful speakers and very good at being watchful. This gift can bless the life of anyone. They make great confidants and advisors and analysts because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that iron sharpens iron. So these people make great friends because you'll undoubtedly pick up some of their wisdom if you're their friend. Let's look at what the opening admission of the book of wisdom, which is Proverbs, actually says. And I think you should pay really close attention to it. Write it down. Tack it on your wall. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1 and 6 says, 
the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion, a wise man will hear and will increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. That's Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. In this opening, the writer of Proverbs is telling the reader why the Proverbs were actually commissioned. And he says so in verses 2 to 6. And I want to point out something here. He says in verse 5 that a wise man will hear and increase in learning. And I just have to underscore that and say this is so true. Let me tell you, as someone who has taught and trained both adults and children, both religious and non-religious subject matter, it is the wise ones that increase in learning. They don't just assimilate knowledge. They learn and they add more to it. For me, I'm going to tell you guys, this is the most rewarding part of teaching and training adults and children. It's seeing that the learner makes the material their own. And this is what a wise man does. Now let's look at what else verse 5 says. It says, a man of understanding will attain unto wise counsel. And this is truly a magnificent saying too, because I have seen this as well. In brilliant people who have a team or seek to make a move or some sort of a decision, they often always go to those they know have wise counsel to get advice. This is why the Bible says that in all of your getting, get understanding. Because even if you don't have wisdom, if you at least have some understanding, you'll know enough to go find the man that has wisdom and get his counsel. Wise people know the value of truth. They do not try to hide it or run from it. They are careful to face it and understand the situation well so that they can make the best decisions based on wisdom for a desired outcome. Remember what it says in Proverbs chapter 1 and 7, the fool despises both wisdom and instruction. You can't make good judgments or learn anything useful from that which is untrue. And this is why the fear of God is the first tenet of wisdom. Incidentally, the truth will also make you free according to John chapter 8 verse 32. Anything or anyone that denies you the truth or denies truth is going to bind you, to keep you in captivity and keep you trapped. Truth will set you free. And if you have this gift, the Spirit provides insight into how to get a desired result. And like all gifts, your gift may administer and operate in different ways. You may be wise in a number of areas. Wisdom often requires patience, so if you have this gift, you may need to develop a level of patience to carefully orchestrate a series of events as the Spirit has shown you how. This gift requires obedience and careful attention to the Spirit. It may prompt you over a number of days or even years to achieve a certain outcome. It may help you train a child, manage a business, or change a city or the world. This is a powerful gift with many applications. The only way to get good at the word of wisdom is to engage when the Spirit prompts you. 
Quenching the spirit with this gift may look like wanting to respond in a certain way out of emotion rather than heeding the spirit's prompting to respond in a different way out of divine wisdom. The way of God that God wants is the way that employs wisdom that has an excellent long-term consequence. To have this gift and operate it skillfully, aside from wisdom, you will want to take every opportunity to understand people, places, cultures, systems, and mechanisms. It will allow you, by the Spirit, to pull together what you know to create steps to desired outcomes. You may even be given insight into what you did not understand initially with this gift. People with this gift are often tactful speakers and good at reading others. They are perceived to have high emotional quotient and, at times, none at all, (laughs) because they are using wisdom to achieve an end. And wisdom isn't always an old owl resting in a top branch. Wisdom is applying the right tactic at the right time in the right circumstance. A person who is normally very friendly may need to be very cold and aloof in a different circumstance in the practice of wisdom to achieve the highest and best end. One of the books of wisdom puts it this way, and I love this so much, and it is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 8. It says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 and 8. You see, wisdom understands this set of verses and the epitome of its truth in all of life. So a wise person may seem measured and calm, or not at all, depending on the circumstances. This person has an uncanny window into how to engage and behave when he or she is following the Spirit. I pray that this Bible study helps you and you understand that your gift of wisdom or your word of wisdom has such huge implications and it might be a part of any kind of gift mix. You might have it with, you know, the gift of prophecy or apostleship or as a pastor. You need to cultivate this gift. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I want to encourage you, don't forget to visit lovewalk.substack.com forward slash archive where you can find great Bible studies that you can print up as well as Christian resources that you can download. Also, don't forget to support at paypal.me forward slash Leela Winston. And soon we'll be having Christian retreats, guys, and I want to invite you and there will be new information coming soon. So thank you so much. God bless you. Bye.